Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening in. Welcome to Leading Well, where we get to know leaders and how they make it happen. I'm your host, Tim Davis, and let's welcome our guest this morning, the world-famous Gail Withnell. <laughs> Good morning, Gail. Hardly world-famous. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gail, for our audience, tell, like, what have you done, you know, or do, basically? Well, I've been a teacher most all of my life. I taught high school in Portland and down here in Salem. And I also have taught women's Bible studies for over 40 years. Yep. And uh, also I've been Dick's partner in with No Motor Company. There you go. See, that's where the world famous stuff starts. Yeah. I've seen a lot of the commercials <laughs> with you on it and all that. So, <laughs> well, anyway, uh, gosh, we're excited to have you. Um, let's just dive back into usually what we try to do is, you know, childhood. Like, where were you born? Uh, what was elementary and middle school like? That type of stuff. I was born in Medford, Oregon, but I lived up in the mountains in the Cascades, up by Crater Lake, uh, when I was growing up in a um, little one-room type school, hmm. and uh, uh, it's it was called Prospect, and it's okay. it's off the track if somebody's coming from Medford to to Crater Lake, but. Um, and uh, so I, I lived in the winter in snow, and uh, we weren't allowed to wear long pants, but we could wear our snow pants over our skirts, and then we had <laughs> okay. to take them off at school. And um, my father even had to dig a, a ice tunnel or a snow tunnel for us to get to the bus. So it was interesting that that would be something happening in Oregon. That is definitely up in the Cascades. Wow. And, uh, and then when I was in the fifth grade, my father was promoted, and we moved to Roseburg, Oregon, where I went to high school, and that's where I met Dick. <clears throat> we were in high school together. Yeah. And, um, and then uh, I, when we graduated, I had a scholarship to Lewis and Clark in Portland, and he was at Linfield, but he didn't do well at Linfield, so I decided to change stu uh, class or there you schools, go. and um, and so we both then finished our our college career together at Linfield. Yeah, and I know, like you know, we, we consider us close friends. I, I know you guys pretty well, and uh, so I know a few of the the backstories to that. I was thinking. Uh, how you guys kind of first met was, uh, wasn't it a play or Yes, musical? we were in yeah. a senior class play together. And before that, he was way too wild. I didn't want anything to do with him. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I saw something in him when we had the lead in Thornton Wilder's Our Town. Oh, and yeah. That was a, a quite a deep move, a, a deep play. And it yeah. was, it was, uh, uh, interesting to see our relationship develop as a result of being married in the play. Right, yeah. But <laughs> I died then. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, we're glad that didn't play out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So then uh, you you guys uh, head off to separate colleges, but you know, you'd developed at least an interest in each other at that point mm -hmm. at whatever level. And so that was a pull. And as Dick would joke, I wouldn't have had the grades to, you know, go other places. <laughs> so you came back I to had him. To yeah. down there. But I had, a, I was trained as a secondary school teacher yeah. and I had a good education and so did he in business. And um, then at the end of our junior year, we were married. Yeah. And so we graduated as a married couple uh, our senior after our senior year, 
And then we moved to Portland, and Dick worked for the bank up there then, and I was teaching. And um, and then we had our first son, David, who is now running the whole with Nell Motor Company. Right. And um, then I lost a second son. Mm. And uh, when we moved to Salem in 1970, uh, we were in the process of adopting our daughter, Gina. And she's a professor now out at Corbin mm-hmm. and a writer. And um, and so she was just a, a joyful gift to us from God. Yeah. And then um, I did work at McNary for quite a few years, about eight or nine. And then... Um, Go Celtics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I was actually the building sub, uh, the uh, English building sub for okay. quite a few years. And then... Um, uh, I started teaching Bible study. I started in Bible study fellowship, and then I started my own Bible study in my home, and I've done that for years and years and years. Yeah. And uh, write my lessons out, and I love to teach a book of the Bible, and so we do an expository type system, and most of them really learn and grow. And yeah. I've had new people all through the years, and... Um, uh, I'm going to be teaching the Psalms this year, and last year I taught the Gospel of Mark, and um, and so mostly I've been involved with Dick in a lot of community things, right? And uh, uh, but he's the he's the force. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm the contemplative prayer behind yeah. him. I think I think that's where our marriages might uh, have some uh, continuity there. I think that you and Joy are built a little bit the same way, yeah. and yeah, I mean, I'm not comparing myself to Dick, but in in personality yes, style, yes. right? Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. I, I'm not out storming the gates like these two guys are. So. Yeah, we don't sit around and much. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Yeah, and so um, as you guys began to uh, you know settle into Salem and y- you're teaching, and then you know you're feeling this call to make. Bible study and other things more of an investment. I know that you guys together have invested in a lot of different things, right? Mm-hmm. Community stuff. And so um, maybe uh, I think I would think that most listeners know uh, enough about that. But where I was thinking of trying to ask you is, as you began to, uh, and when I say invest, that's not always money. It could be time and energy and prayer and that type of stuff. But for our listeners, like, what was that like to to maybe go from not doing much of that because you know, and then as you mm. build influence and that type of stuff, what are maybe some of the challenges or thoughts you had early on for our listeners who might be just dabbling in that, right? You know, because right, right. yeah, it's not all you know always uh, perfect and easy and you know, so on, right? <laughs> Hardly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's not life for any of us. <laughs> Jesus said we were going to have tribulation, not maybe, yeah, that we would. So all things worth anything take um, a lot of persistence and consistency and and trust in the Lord otherwise it 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 will fa- it will fail yeah. um, but I would say um, I've grown so much in the kinds of areas where I would probably never have gone if it weren't f- for our extension into the community mm-hmm. that's taught me a lot about the serious community needs over the years, and especially with children and children's issues uh, with uh, CASA and and um, 
which are court-appointed special advocates for the foster children, right. and then the whole whole scenario of where we have gone. Uh, sure. A lot of times the children are the neglected ones, and uh, and so that's been in both of our hearts for quite a few years. Yeah. And uh, But I, I love to teach, and so um, it's been interesting in recent years, uh, more and more younger women— uh, have uh, come to me, and we've been prayer partners. We've been friends, uh, and really helped them to grow and and become the god godly women that God designed them to be. Mm. Uh, has been my my heart. Dix isn't a much bigger framework, but it's really to make people understand the importance of the community getting involved in the issues that are harming our our families and children. Right. Yeah. No, that's good. I, uh, I, I, I probably say all the time. I mean, uh, I've learned a lot from you guys and, uh, and then as you get deeper into that, you just, you see the need and, and depending on how you're built, I can't just keep walking by and, you know, and pretend that that doesn't exist. That's Dick's favorite thing is, is that whole story in scripture of the Samaritan who, was injured by the road, and uh, the people of the church walked by, but it was <laughs> it was the unlikely one, the Samaritan that uh, uh, came and helped him. Right, and uh, and so it has to be the people on the sidelines there that see the need and meet it. Yeah, how about? Um, of course, there's a lot of need, and none of us are designed to supply all you know leadership for all of it, right? And so maybe uh, for the folks listening, like, uh, what are some ways that you've tried to to discern and and those type of things to to pick projects or you know organizations and right. other things, you know? Well, Dick's out in the community a lot more than I am, so he has a greater awareness of what's uh, going on and what's really seriously needing. Um, help from the community, and uh, and so then he'll inform me, mm-hmm. and uh, and then we we decide that this is this is worthwhile cause to put our money, and he he puts a lot of his personal time and energy mm-hmm. in any group that he comes to to um, meet help them meet a need or build a building that's necessary or. Um, take care of people who are really in trouble. And he's one of the most interesting things that we both really loved was that he became involved with the youth out at McLaren, mm. young man, and became very involved in helping them get uh, get their GED. Or, and then some have gone on to go to Chemeketa classes and some have uh, gone on to the university and are making successes of their life. And uh, so that really did obviously affect some young men's lives. That was, that was a special time. And, um, um, and there's just been so many projects. There's a myriad of things, right? I mean, you guys have been a part of uh, a lot of things and both individually, you've done some things, maybe capture a little more of your interest or focus than than Dick's or whatever. Mm -hmm. But uh, I mean, for our listeners, I know that you guys are humble people and you won't want me to say any of this, but like if, if you go to Linfield, there's a 
dorm in a building named after you guys. If you go to Corbin University, there's a lobby in a building that's named after you guys. And uh, and now the new YMCA is the Whitnell, you know, family YMCA. And so, um, it, and that's just, I just named three things that, that I could rattle off 30 more, you know. And so it, I, uh, for those who are looking to, because I believe, uh, I know you guys well enough to know that you're about, uh, believe in a legacy about living uh, and finishing well, so mm-hmm. to speak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe when it comes to uh, that, do you have any advice for folks on how to invest, you know, whether that's financially or in your time? Well, for me, it, it always involves the Lord. I have to seek the Lord's face and favor to, to determine whether it's something that I put my heart into. Um, <clears throat> I don't have Dick's energy, but, uh, <laughs> but I, I do have a prayer heart, and I I just really think that the uh, best counsel we can ever get is from the Lord Himself out of Scripture and from other believers and from what we learn from each other and from some books and from uh, that uh, that helping the needy is really. A, a mandate of scripture mm-hmm. that we are not just to improve our own spiritual growth, but we are to reach out past ourselves to help others. And uh, for me, it's a quieter thing. It's uh, more of a prayer thing mm-hmm. uh, and a connection with people to uh, help them in their leadership. And so I would, I would advise, my advice would be to get involved Get involved, uh, even in small ways, uh, with with a group or with an issue, and and bring others with you and get involved, yeah. uh, because the Lord's heart right now is for many many more people to know who He is right. and how much He loves us, what pleasure He takes in us, and that He wants to use the gifts that He gave us and develop those and get past all of the junk we carry around. And, yeah. uh, and so I, th- I think that I care about the people more than the project. Right. No, that's good. Yeah. Um, if, if I'm, you know, if you're looking back, uh, you guys have done a lot of crazy cool stuff, right? I mean, uh, you know, whether it was dealership related or community related, and this is a really unfair question to ask, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Like, uh, if you were to pick two or three of the the trips, the whatevers, right, that you experienced at maybe a grander scale, what are some of those things that you appreciated most, you know? Well, I remember when we, when Dick got involved with, um, the foster care issue from mm. the meth amphetamine that was being manufactured all over the county and state and northwest in the country, and uh, and he started this no meth in the in our neighborhood, yep. and um, and and it involved uh, a lot of people, and a lot of churches got involved, and foster care began. People. Uh, especially in the faith community, started uh, getting involved with taking in foster children and learning how to be a foster parent. And uh, it's made a huge, huge difference and then helped with the formation of CASA, which is to help each one of those children have a a court 
appointed a, a, a person. Right. And maybe uh, what people don't know is when there's always a cause and effect, right? Yeah. And so when when uh, leaders yes. like like Dick and you guys and, and others went after the meth thing, right, mm-hmm. which ends up, of course, incarcerating for good reason, mm-hmm. <laughs> people who are destroying things, right? And so, so some of those were parents, right? And so then Especially it raised... Children. <laughs> yeah. So, so it raised up this need, uh, a weight onto the foster care system. Right. So, so you... With, attacked that, but then had to move pretty quickly to, to mobilizing folks, right, right, right. To, to, to take care of the other need, right? Yes, so, because yes. one arrived out of the other one. Yes, And so exactly. uh, it, was, it was just so important because when it came down to the, the ones getting the most damage were the children. Right. And, um, and that's kind of the same thing with uh, the YMCA. I'm so thrilled that the Y is reaching so many people and families and, uh, and so many different things that they can do. And that was our heart for quite a few months in trying to get that new Y built from the very old stinky building that was there <laughs> for so many years. And, and then um, even before that, the whole emphasis on the family building blocks Yep. organization that Dick Dick was involved with right from the beginning of it. And uh, so was I in that I saw that the need and uh, for not only the children's sake, but for the parents to become better parents mm-hmm. and move away from some abusive um, things that have been going on in their families. And um, so that was a huge part of our heart project at the time and and then there's the boys and girls clubs and the the croc center and the, croc and the, center and, and the union and, gospel mission building and, and the, the, <laughs> the, the gospel mission was was a joyous uh event to see that get moved from the old dilapidated building downtown and and uh and to be a part of that whole thing that it's just been amazing to see the benefit it's brought to the community yeah and right across from the police station <laughs> yeah <laughs> which, which is just a funny thing <laughs> and um but there's still <clears throat> so many needs in yeah. so many areas um people are having a hard time even feeding feeding their families and so right. it's it's always going to be that way and the church's purpose on this earth is to rise to the need right just their own and they certainly have to concentrate on their own spiritual development and growth that's the motivation for reaching out is knowing how much you're loved by god how important you are to him and how essential it is to um take that understanding to people who have no concept that God could love them and care about their lives. Right. Yeah. Yeah. When it comes to uh, marriage, what would be a tip you'd throw out? And obviously there's there's many, you know, but uh, yeah. Or maybe more specifically because of there's, I think in most marriages, there's a fairly stark contrast in in personalities, right? And so, you know, what's it like to you know, be married to somebody who's such an opposite, right? Well, it takes a lot of patience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, also 
to step back from each other when the differences become irrep- you know, just not. We just, just not going to see eye to eye. Just not going to see eye to eye, and to let that go, it's very hard for people, for most married couples, to let things go. We have, we have to be right. We have to be, you know. And I, I taught a class one. Do you want to be right or do you want to be well? Mm. And uh, and it was an interesting thing because when we have the 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 arguments and the difficulties and the differences, um, if our desire is to always be right, we're it's just not going to work long term. Right. And uh, and usually I'm right. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was wrong once. Turned out I was mistaken. <laughs> I've been wrong lots of times. And. Uh, and I guess to have short accounts yeah. with each other, um, not not let things fester, because boy, when they do and it accumulates, it can be explosive in a marriage. Yeah. We have to talk things through, and if they won't listen, you can sit them down and put duct tape on their mouth. There you go. So and that's... I'm going to tell you a few things. <laughs> there you go. Oh man, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, how about uh, what you've learned, you know, through marriage, what you've learned through business? Um, what's maybe something, I mean, you've, you've touched on, you know, prayer and, and reading the Bible. Is there some other, uh, there's maybe many, but if you could think of one or two, a way of doing something that you picked up from others that you apply fairly regularly to your life? Well, I learned easy early on that I I love the the expository type of teaching so that we're going verse by verse. And and rather than just always dealing with topical Mm -hmm. issues, I believe that all of the needs arise right out of the Scripture. Mm. And so I would say, you know, find a good uh, Bible study or small group in your church or uh, Mm. outside of your church if you can't find that. Um, But actually that is... in. In the Bible and learning what the Lord would would want for our lives, because we just don't automatically know. We have to learn that it has to be taught. Right. You know, how can I? You know, I remember the the Ethiopian eunuch hmm. who. Well, how can I understand what this is saying if somebody isn't going to show me? Right, and so, so you know, being taught, we we just because we get out of high school or college doesn't mean we we aren't to continue to learn. Yeah, and so our minds have to be open. To what is it you want me to know, God, and what does that involve? Is that more study? Is it more prayer? Is it is it being more involved? I mean, every person's different, so right. that call would be different on each life. Yeah, and I know. Um, Maybe speak briefly, even at your guys' age, uh, what uh, uh, I know that you take uh, health and and activity uh, pretty seriously, you know. So maybe what does that look like even in your later years? In in 2020, I I was diagnosed with a kind of uh, bad cancer, endometrial uh, uterine cancer. And uh and right through all of the COVID stuff, I had to hmm. go to treatments just by myself with a mask on and everybody masked up. It was a very, very difficult time. Yeah. And um, 
you know, pushed me right into the Lord. And I mean, each day, even with some of the treatments where I was quite ill, I would just say, I trust you, Lord. And if you want me to go home, well, Dick really didn't want me to go home yet. (laughs) Nor do we. (laughs) (laughs) So here I am and getting scans constantly, you know, and and then being still clear, I count as a a miracle and a great gift from God. But, um, uh, you guys exercise most days. We right? both do yeah. every day yep. unless we're in some place where we can't. Right. I, I can't do long walks anymore because right. I have a couple of spinal issues that are really serious. But I um but I have a, a machine that I can work on yeah. and uh and it and then I do a lot of stretches and I really have to because I have a lot of arthritis, so yeah. it's just the way I can keep moving. If you stop moving, you stop moving. Yeah. There you go. And I had I had family members in wheelchairs and so sure. on, and I really am determined to be able to walk on my own two legs. There you go. <laughs> with a knee replacement and, you know, this the stuff that sure. happens when you get older and our bad, bodies wear out. But, yeah. Uh, but. Wow. Well, um, dang, we're already out of time. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, Gail, thanks so much for sharing uh, some of your life with us. And I know we could probably do this for 15 hours and, and not uh, not get everything done. So thanks so much for sharing with us and our it listeners and all that stuff. Thank you. Yeah. So uh, for our listeners, uh, if you want to hear more of the content, we have the radio show on KSLM at 11 on Saturdays. And it is available on every one of your podcast devices, whether that's Google, Apple, Spotify, uh, and so on. That's Leading Well by Valor Mentoring. And uh, if you want to, you have other questions that maybe uh, Gail has, has talked about, you want to uh, find out more from her, just reach out to us and we'll put you in touch with her. All right. Thanks for listening.